I'm Stephen Allen uh, with a little podcast of the sketches that I worked on during the month of January, February, March, April, May, June. This is June's one. There were rumours that Donald Trump might be pulling out of the Paris Agreement. So, what is the Paris Agreement? That's where we all promise that if we ever meet the heiress to the Hilton money, we pretend that we've never searched online to see the video of her... No, that's not it. Is, is it not? No, it's to do with climate change. Well, yeah, I knew that. I just thought it was about preventing the heat from her red face if she got really embarrassed. But Donald Trump said that he may pull the USA out of the agreement on climate change after he tweeted, saying... I will be announcing my decision on the Paris Accord over the next few days. Make America great again. Now, some people were reading into that last bit. What does he mean by saying, make America great again at the end? Does he think America will be great if they don't care about climate change? If the seas rise and the coasts disappear, well, he won't be too worried. It was the middle parts of America that voted for him. This could be the global warming version of gerrymandering. Maybe he means that he will recommit to the Paris Accord and be the best country at lowering its environmental impact. But that's a little hard to believe. It looks like he uses a ton of CFC sprays just to keep his hair in place. He famously once said that climate change was a hoax caused by the Chinese, and he might be onto something. I looked at a thermometer in a shop the other day, and on the back it said, Made in China. Had we know they haven't been writing the numbers in the wrong place to make things look warmer. Mm-hmm. But America is so big, if it isn't signed up to this Paris thing, it could end up being useless, not working, and being totally forgotten about. So it is just like the Hilton heiress after all. With Donald Trump and his thoughts about climate change, some people think technology might be the way to save the Earth. Well, the latest on that, NASA is going to send a probe to the Sun. I'm not an expert, but doesn't anything you send near the Sun just burn up? Are they sending the recycling that they couldn't be bothered to take to the recycling bank? Will you get this stuff recycled? Oh, but it's miles away. Look, we've got a rocket right here. Why can't we just send it to the Sun? We'll get enough fuel. Well, why don't you just chuck it in the rubbish if it's that much of a problem? Oh, come on, think of the planet. The plan is to send the probe close enough to learn about the atmosphere, I'm going to guess they'll find it's hot. The sun is 5,778 degrees Kelvin. The probe is called the NASA Parker probe. It's even named after a big warm coat. This thing's going to melt. They want to find out about solar winds. So, it's 5,778 degrees Kelvin, but you have to think about the wind chill factor. With all the other research that's going on in the space sector, like missions to Mars and tourist space flights, it's all about getting humans to live there one day, in case the Earth goes wrong. So maybe that's what they're doing here. We'll send people to the sun. It could be the best holiday destination. Firstly, there's a lot of sun, which I know a lot of Brits like when they're on holiday. If you fly there, yes, it takes months, but if you factor in how long it takes to check in your bags at Heathrow these days, it's not a bad option. And with more of the things happening on this planet, like Donald Trump and his climate change thing, it'd be nice to get away for a while. I know, flying to a burning ball of combustion just to get away from Donald Trump seems a bit much. One is a massive, dangerous orange blob, and the other... Nope, do you know what? Even I've forgotten which one I was talking about. At a time when we need something positive, I've been looking for a story that can bring a smile to our faces, and I think I've found it. Jeff Marshall and Vicky Pipe are a couple who have the secret to a happy relationship. They share the same hobby. They're visiting every train station in Britain. Well, each to their own. When someone puts on their dating profile, I like to travel. You don't expect they mean on a cheap day return for no real reason. But still, there are 2,653 stations in Britain, and as far as we know, no one has travelled to them all, unless they got really lost. It's going to take 
take up three months of their lives. And they're very focused. Jeff said, We are treating this... I don't know for sure that he sounds like that, but it's a good guess. We're treating this like it's a nine-to-five job. Yes, it's like a nine-to-five job, but with lots of waiting on a platform. So it's like a nine-to-five job if you're a Southern passenger. It's set to cost them £10,000 in fares. If you had 10 k to spend on a holiday, where would you visit? I'd want somewhere hot where you have to get inoculations. But I suppose if they travel in the morning rush hour, they'll get that too. I'm jealous. They have a passion and they're getting to enjoy it. In the past, Jeff held the record for visiting every London Underground station in the fastest time. And Vicky works for the London Transport Museum. So she either loves transport too, or that's the reason he's with her? What is it you like about me? Oh, I love your eyes, your smile, your sense of humour. Oh. But most of all, I love your staff discount. Oh. It's good advice for my dating future. If someone I'm going out with says she wants me to take her somewhere expensive, I'll buy her a train ticket on the day of travel. I found a use for my hairdryer. It's not drying your hair unless you kept it all in a box when it fell out. No, this idea is thinking outside the box. Speeding drivers are a nightmare and one woman has taken the law into her own hands. Grandmother Jean Brooks has started pointing her hairdryer at passing traffic and they think it's a speed camera and slow down. Jean lives on a 30 mile an hour road but she said... You had kids on quad bikes and mothers late getting their children to school driving at 50 or 60 miles per hour. 50 or 60 miles an hour. That's quite accurate when you consider she's only using a hairdryer. She added, I thought I'd get my dryer and stand by the gate. The first time the quad bikers came past showing off, I said to them, not a problem, lads. I've got it all here. I've never seen them since then. Yeah, probably because they think, did you see that old lady who points her hairdryers? Ain't going back round there. She's lost it. She had a few run-ins with motorists over her mock radar gun, but refuses to be intimidated. Quite right. If someone gives you grief, pretend your hairdryer is a laser. Pew, pew. At a time when wonder woman is in the cinema, it's worth spotting these real-life heroes. I think that would make a better film. Coming soon, by day, she's a mild-mannered gran, but when she's needed, she's the hair dryer of justice. Freeze, punk, or I'll crimp your style. Consider this a brush with the law. Neighbour Ashley Mays said, No quad bikes, no fast traffic, and all thanks to a hairdryer. You would not believe how much difference it's made. Yes, and a privet hedge has never looked so volumized. I knew it! What's got up your nose now? Well, it could be many things thanks to a website I've been reading. I've been following the advice of Gwyneth Paltrow's lifestyle site, Goop. But now, she's been laughing at some of the advice on it. Hang on, you follow health advice? Yeah, sometimes. Not the stuff about exercising and eating well, but the stuff about getting facials. You see, my body is a temple in that some people come to Gravesend to worship it. Her website once claimed that trampolines are better for you than running, so now, if I'm late for a bus, I try and bound after it. I've never caught one, but, you know, I'm worth it. Her site claimed that cucumbers make you fat, which is why I haven't had any salad since. She also once famously recommended that women should steam their... Well, you know. I got confused, tried to get one, and now I'm banned from that coffee shop. But after following her advice, now we find that she's been laughing at it. She was interviewed on an American chat show and talked about one of the latest bizarre tips. Earthing. Earthing? Isn't that what the green and yellow wire and a three-pin plug is for? Earthing? I don't actually know that much about earthing. Nope, not going to let you rewire my house. It's kind of, they say that we've lost touch with sort of being barefoot in the earth and that it's good to take your shoes off and walk in the grass. It's all very well thinking you should be walking barefoot till you stand on something. And with all those three pin plugs she's been messing with that's gonna hurt so how's the latest piece of advice working out for you Gwyneth I've broken actually toes like probably eight or ten times yeah it's because you don't have any shoes on
There's a new rule on the New York subway. Oh, and by the way, that's their underground system. When they say subway, they mean their tube. As I learned on my first time in New York, I followed the signs for subway and asked for a footlong. And, well, we don't have time for the rest of that story. They've brought in a new rule banning any dog that is bigger than one that fits in a bag. It sounds like they want to ban dogs, but they don't want to upset the likes of Paris Hilton, who carries a little dog in a bag. I don't know why they're bending over backwards to keep her happy. That's one Paris agreement you wouldn't mind the Americans pulling out of. I never really understood the trend for those dogs that it girls carry in their bags. Why? What, is it a little guard dog for your purse? I know there's that cliche that women have everything in their handbag, but come on. Lipstick? Keys, dog muck, oh. So those dogs, the only ones that the New York subway will allow under their no dogs that can't fit in a bag rule. But the thing is, they make some big bags these days, and people have taken to the trains with large breeds of dogs in some really big bags. The pictures on social media have been great. If you've never seen someone carrying a German Shepherd in a rucksack, you haven't lived. Looks like there was a mix-up at the laundrette. And if you put a collie in a bag, you have to pay 5p for it. Fact. And I can't wait till I overhear this conversation. When you said you had a Sharpe in your bag, I thought you meant that pen. But as we head into the summer in the Northern Hemisphere, I worry. Our tube overheats, and if the same thing happens in New York, the dogs in bags might suffer. And if you say to someone, Oh, excuse me, that's a hot dog? They'll say, This ain't that kind of subway. So as the dust settles on general election 2017, there'll never be another one quite like it, mainly because of the 17 at the end of the name. I made a little scrapbook of my favourite moments because... You don't get out much. Because I don't get out much. Oh, no. Let's have a look. Look at this. It's a picture of young Theresa May saying that she wouldn't call an election. Oh, how she changed. Oh, remember when Diane Abbott got some maths wrong? All those times at school you said to the maths teacher, Oh, what do I need to learn this for? I'm never going to use it. Well, hmm. Oh, yes. During the campaign, the NHS got hacked. Our medical records became self-assessment. If anyone asks, my BMI is spot on. And if Donald Trump asks, I'm a solid nine. Jeremy Corbyn had his bus with For the Many, Not the Few written on it, showing that he understands what a bus is. Paul Nuttall said that UKIP was the most influential party of the 20th century. Well, he's only one out. That's very close by Abbott standards. A car carrying Jeremy Corbyn ran over a cameraman's foot. Yeah, could have been worse. Could have had Eric Pickles in it. Oh, look, the Lib Dems promised £300 million extra for police. Diane Abbott said, what would we do with an extra nine billion officers? Theresa May said the naughtiest thing she ever did was run through a field of wheat. Yeah, she's a serial offender. And that's it. All done for another five years. Because when politicians say we only get an election every five years, we can trust them. Yeah? Oh, no. I feel like we've been stood up. Well, you should know. Donald Trump has decided to postpone his visit to the UK. It's claimed he won't agree to a state visit unless he is guaranteed a rapturous welcome by the British people. And there's no way that Theresa May can promise that he'll be given a nice warm hand. She asked the nation for a strong hand, and that didn't turn out too well, so who knows what Trump would get. The thing is, we're British. Even when we like something, we keep the emotions in. If he wants to step off a plane and have British people in the area give him a cheer and a round of applause, there's only one thing he can do. 
drop a tray of drinks. He doesn't want to visit while the British public are likely to protest him. And he may be right. Last week, show your rump to Trump was trending on Twitter. A group of people plan to turn up to see Trump when he visits the UK and show him their rump. You don't mean steaks, do you? No, I don't. Although, Donald Trump once launched a range of steaks in America that apparently were terrible. So that would have been a protest. What, what? This is how one cooks a steak. Basically, thousands of people plan to moon the president. And that is why I'm glad he's postponed it. Why? Well, I need some lead time for a thing like this. I want to get the airport version of Beach Body ready. If you knew the world's media would see you, you'd want to put your best face on. Well, not your face, but I'm just saying I need at least a month lead time. There's the 30-day squat challenge I saw on the internet, and so I've been giving that a go. And how's it going? Great, yeah. For 30 days, I've been doing squats. I've gained a stone, but I'm really enjoying it. We all remember when that Banksy appeared on that building in Dover. It had the European flag with one of the stars being removed, which, to the untrained eye, just looks like Europe became slightly less of a fancy hotel. Something similar has happened again. Some art has appeared. In Ashford, on the Eureka Park roundabout, a piece of art has popped up that shows a swimmer being chased by three sharks. I'm getting it's art. I suppose it could be a health and safety warning. I don't know how many sharks you'd normally get in Ashford, but it's better to be safe than sorry. It's the outline of a swimmer that's stuck in the ground, making it look like they're swimming across the traffic island. As you approach, you can see the top of the swimmer before you can see the roundabout. There's one split second where you think, Oh, I've taken the wrong turn here. How am I by the coast? I nearly launched my sat-nav out of the window. At the moment, no one knows why they're there, so I went in to investigate. I'm here by the shark-infested traffic island. Let's see if the locals have any idea what's going on. Excuse me, uh, why do you think there's a shark fin on this island? Well, I suppose it's more effective than a keep-off-the-grass sign. Mm, Yeah, oh, excuse me, Uh, why do you think they have a swimmer and sharks here? Well, it's Brandon. How do you mean? It's Eureka Park. Eureka? That's what Archimedes shouted when he jumped from the bath after he discovered the displacement of fluids. So? Well, he'd have jumped out of the bath even quicker if there was free sharks in there with him. So there we have it. No one knows why these sharks are on this roundabout, but it's nice to see humans circling the sharks for once. When it comes to dating, they say, Well, there's plenty more fish in the sea. But the problem is, no one wants to date fish, if you discount Tom Hanks in Splash. You read stories of people who are dating, meeting some right idiots. Mainly I spot those on people's dating profiles after our first date. But what can be done? Well, an Italian woman may have found a solution. She was so annoyed with the unintelligent people she'd been dating, she came up with a plan. She has set a maths quiz for any would-be suitors. They have to work out the puzzle, and the answer is her mobile phone number. I love this idea, mainly because I might not be good at dating, but I'm pretty tasty at maths, so she could be mine. How's your Italian? Don't. But the problem with this idea is, if people get it wrong, they'll get a different mobile phone number. And you have to feel sorry for whoever has that number. They'll get loads of calls from desperate men who are no good at maths. Hello? Oh, hello. Um, I wondered if I could take you out on a date. I'll pick you up at 6.90. The other problem is that she's only testing men at maths. Don't get me wrong, I'm a mathsy guy. I totally agree we're the ones that you should multiply with. But you need more categories, like a quiz show. You should only date someone who's been on tipping point. Actually, that's just someone who likes 2P machines in arcades. You can do better. Ladies, you should only date someone who's been on eggheads. Actually, they they don't sound exciting. Personally, I like 15 to 1. There are different websites for that. I just think you should date men who have done well on a general knowledge quiz. But when it comes to dating, I just love the chase. (laughs) 
If there's one thing we know about modern politics, it's that no one knows anything about modern politics. Pretty much every political prediction of late has got it wrong. And think about that for a second. If you were as bad at your job as political pundits are at theirs, well, unemployment figures would suddenly go up, just after the political pundits say it'll drop. Well, another one has happened. After people were speculating about the future of Theresa May, saying things like, Oh, she lost seats, she may have to go. Tim Farron, who went from 9 to 12 seats, an increase of 33%, just quit as leader of the Liberal Democrats. Who could have seen that coming? I know they say, quit while you're ahead, but it's still only 12. Yes, the Liberal Democrats could now field a football team, but not a rugby one. So why did Tim quit? It's because of a clash between him being a Christian and being the leader of the Liberal Democrats. One requires faith and belief even without evidence, and the other is... No, I got turned around again. I forgot which one I'm talking about. Anyway, he made a statement and spoke about his liberal beliefs. I am passionate about defending the rights and liberties of people who believe very different things to me. Like the Conservatives? So that explains what happened in Richmond. And then this happened. Imagine how proud I am to lead my party. And then imagine what would lead me to voluntarily relinquish that honour. Someone called in with the answer. It's not a radio phone-in. Good morning, and today's breakfast brain bender. What would make Tim Farron quit? Line one. Is it because he saw what happened to Nick Clegg? Travelling abroad can be tough. The people speak in a weird Google Translate result. The cars come head-on right at you, and they don't have proper tea. But another problem might be coming to an end. The European Union is banning roaming charges on your mobile phone. In the old days, calling from abroad could be very expensive, and sometimes you'd get charged for people calling you. So you'd be on holiday, relaxing, and then... Oh no, it's mum. Sorry, darling. I'm going to have to get a second job. Hello? Mobile users face bills of hundreds of pounds if they downloaded a film. If you're on holiday and you were so bored you downloaded a film, it seems like you'd already wasted hundreds of pounds going on the trip. But now, the new rule means that people travelling within the EU will be able to call, text and browse the internet on mobile devices at the same price they pay at home. Mobile roaming charges were the one thing stopping your friends from sending all of those holiday pics. It was bad enough in the olden days you'd be invited around someone's house to see the holiday slides. And here is one of ours by the sea. Yeah, quite like the last 50 of you by the sea. But thanks to social media, they don't even have to invite you around their house anymore. You log on and all you see is your friends having a great time in a great location eating great food. And you post a comment saying, Looks great, hun. You deserve it. Have fun, smiley face, dancing woman emoji. But you actually think, Show offs chocolate ice cream thing emoji. But it's nice that we can now go abroad and use our mobile phones without having to pay extra. And we will be able to do that as long as we're a member of the EU. Oh. Like many broadcasters, I started off reading travel news. I'm shocked. What, that I did travel news? No, that you call yourself a broadcaster. I remember back in the day, there was a broken down lorry that was carrying a massive roll of paper and it was causing problems. Oh, we had great fun saying things like... So, how's it looking on the roads? A lorry carrying paper has left stationary traffic. Oh, how we laughed. Well, this weekend, things got a little worse. The M2 had problems over the weekend with a river of sewage covering the road. So, how's it looking on the roads? Utter... Yes, the M2 was living up to its name, with human waste on the carriageway. It's thought a sewage pipe burst, leaving the contents running down the hill onto the road. And you have to feel sorry for anyone who went near it. As people approached, you know this must have happened. 
Oh, did you have to, Brian? Well, it wasn't me. Well, it wasn't me. Wind your window down. And of course, as soon as the window goes down, it'll get worse. Oh, Brian, what have you been eating? The incident occurred between Junction 2 and Junction 3 heading towards the coast, which was probably where it was heading to anyway. Traffic was logjammed. On the plus side, it makes Operation Stack seem pleasant in comparison, but it's just a shame it didn't happen at the same time as the broken-down vehicle I reported on all those years ago. Because if you saw all of that all over the road, and then a big lorry turns up with a massive roll of paper on the back, you'd think, Oh, the giants are invading! Oh... What's wrong with you? It's been so hot. Yesterday, it was so hot most people were sticking to their seats, which must have really rubbed it in for Sir Julian Brazier. It's what the papers are calling a heat wave, or as they call it in Europe, summer. You see, we spent most of the year complaining about the British weather. We complain a lot because we're British. Hello, and tomorrow we'll see this cold front moving in, causing pointless small talk everywhere. But after a maximum of 18 hours of good weather, I have to do my duty as a British citizen and say, oh, it's too hot though. Some areas of the UK were warmer overnight than Turkey was in the day. And yet Donald Trump thinks that climate change is a hoax by China. It sure felt warm. If it is a hoax, it's not by China, it's by Dynamo. It's because there's balmy air coming in from Spain. Uh, I thought we voted out. Thank you very much. We're just not set up for the heat. In Spain, they take a sleep in the afternoon to avoid the hottest part of the day. In the UK, when it's warm overnight, we can't sleep at all. And it's still the coolest part of the day. Would we even be able to handle the European way of doing things? Do you want a siesta? Do I want a siesta? Uh, ooh, um, I don't know. Let me sleep on it. But how can you sleep in the heat to find out more? I'm joined by a sleep expert. Hello. I'm sorry. I really struggle to sleep when it's warm, so can you help me? Yes, you should leave a window open, uh, take a bath before bed, then consider lying on top of the sheets, totally nude, with a fan on you. Okay, good idea. So if you are a fan of my work, like my Facebook page. It seems Vince Cable has been listening to the Eagles when they said... But they also said... And it's really called the overtaking lane, so what do they know? So Vince Cable is running for the Lib Dem leadership at the age of 74. People have been fixated on his age. They're missing the point. He's not afraid of a fight. During his time as the business secretary, he threatened to go to war with Rupert Murdoch over his ownership of Sky. It was the age-old battle, satellite versus cable. So Vince now says that... Political winds are moving in his party's direction. With the weather the way it's been, I'd be grateful for any kind of wind. And yes, Lord Campbell stepped down as leader of the Liberal Democrats when he was 60 saying he was getting too old, but age is nothing but a number. And if you work in showbiz like me, it's not even that much of an accurate number. The point isn't that Vince is old, it's that he's grumpy. It's like his superpower. Vince was credited as being one of the few politicians to predict the 2008 credit crunch, but it's easy to predict things like that when you're always grumpy. Hey Vince, the economy's going really great. Yes, but there'll probably be a recession soon. But Vince, look at the nice weather. Won't be long till it rains. Thank heavens Britain's got talent is over. There'll be X Factor on soon. If you're grumpy, you're bound to get things right eventually. And that is something he could bring to the role. So Vince, you never know. You might end up being the leader of a political party. You could end up being in coalition. Yes, but look what happened last time. Yep, fair enough. At a time when there could be a creationist having power over the government, do you ever think, why isn't science catching on more? I think I may know why. It's because of stories like this. Scientists reveal why suitcases rock. 
It seems like they've been dedicating themselves to pointless research, but maybe I'm part of the problem. If intelligent scientists decide to work on this, maybe it is an important breakthrough. I went to investigate. We've all been there, rushing in an airport, pulling a suitcase on wheels behind you, and disaster. It starts to rock. At Gatwick, their solution is to have an IT failure and send your luggage to a different airport. I spoke to one passenger who was affected. We were in Majorca, but our cases were in Lisbon, so yeah, we lost all our stuff. But uh, we didn't have to deal with a rocking suitcase, so you know, it was good. I went along to meet one of the scientists' brains trying to find a cure. Doctor, to the layperson like me, it looks like they rock because the weight is above the wheel and the case is a top heavy. But what did your research tell you? That the cases rock because the weight is above the wheel. As you can see here, that makes them top heavy. Have you basically wasted your life? I wouldn't say that. The mathematics that we've come up with could be used to analyse how other objects that wobble as they process stay upright. So it can explain why Beyonce walks like that in the Crazy in Love video? Well, no. Can it help with other types of luggage? In theory, but we would have to look at that on a case-by-case -case basis. <laughs> you see, that pun. That is why people don't respect science. What with our really well-done election recently, it's been a while since we've taken a look at what Donald Trump has been up to. Hang on. The world is still there. Okay, so it can't be that bad. But he has hit the headlines after tweeting that he doesn't have recordings of conversations he had with former FBI director James Comey. Why would that be news, I hear you ask? We tend to not record conversations that we have, which is a shame, because I've lost so many rows with exes about things that they've said. Yes, you did, you said it, and I'll go and get the recording of it. Not this again, Steve. It'll just be another recording of you doing your impression of me. You make me sound like Alan Carr. It's because back in May, Trump tweeted, James Comey better hope there are no tapes of our recordings before he starts leaking to the press. It sounded like a threat that somehow Trump had recorded him. Maybe he'd hidden a recording device in the room. Maybe he'd said to the vice president, can I borrow you a dictaphone? And the vice president said, Donald, you know I don't approve of... Oh, I'd see. But now Trump has confirmed that there were no tapes. I think the clue was in the fact that when he tweeted it, he put tapes in quote marks. Like he didn't know if they still actually use tape or discs these days. James Comey, better hope there are no wax cylinders of our conversations, or whatever I would have if I did it. He's now confirmed that he didn't make any recordings, but to be fair, he didn't say that he made them. He said Comey had better hope there are no tapes. But he knows he's shown so many Russian spies around the Oval Office, there was a good chance someone was listening in. Labour leader Jeremy Corbyn was at Glastonbury on the pyramid stage. He pulled in a bigger crowd than Radiohead. But the kind of people who go there are eco-friendly, so they prefer talk of scrapping Trident in comparison to hearing about fake plastic trees. He believes in helping people who don't have shelter or access to decent sanitation, which is pretty much everyone who goes to Glastonbury. Some people said he only spoke at the pyramid stage, but I heard a rumour that after that he went to the folk stage and performed a set. I managed to get this bootleg recording. I can win when I lose I get to play gigs like this Just say my left-wing views But if being red so on trend How come I got myself the blues? You see now, I got a manifesto And some policies that might please you 
And with all my success, I should be a happy geezer. But there's a chance that success is all thanks to Teresa. That's right. These days, driving is like a debate about Brexit. There's lots of angry people, and you don't seem to get far. There's so much anger on the roads, your sat-nav has to add time into your journey for a good row. Hang on, it's recalculating. An extra hour? Oh, it's taking me through East London. If someone thinks you should have gone at a roundabout, or someone thinks you shouldn't have gone at a roundabout, you'll get a... And a display of hand gestures. There are so many hand gestures now, that in the highway code, when it says mirror signal manoeuvre, the signal means this one. Well, that's not that rude. That's just a coffee bean advert. Nope, look again. Oh. Thankfully, one part of that might be about to end. A researcher at a university in South Korea has developed the car horn sound that is the least stressful for drivers. Well, a mixture of less stressful and ear-catching. If it was just not stressful, it wouldn't be a very good car horn. Oi, get my way! They found the best sound was that of a duck quack. Seriously, they want cars to have car horns that sound like ducks. It would stop road rage. If you get angry, use your car horn, you'd sound like you got a question wrong in a radio quiz. Quack, quack, oops. Apparently hearing the duck sound still draws your attention, but it isn't that stressful unless you're Elmer Fudd. But didn't they used to make duck calls to attract ducks? So if you toots on your car horn, you'll be dive-bombed by mallards. I appreciate the effort, but I say more research is needed. Because yes, fitting cars with duck sounds might make drivers less aggressive. But there is a chance this will just lead to more ducks getting punched. Oi, keep your bill out of it. It's happened again. Computers are being hacked. The internet is under attack. Well, it can't be that bad, I suppose. I read about this on a website. A virus has been attacking computers, encrypting files, and you have to pay to get your files back. We all hope that it doesn't affect us, while secretly hoping that it does affect the holiday photos of our friends. What's that? You can't show me 150 pictures of you and your kids on a beach? Oh, that's a shame. It seems to have started in Ukraine, where it hit one of their airports and stopped planes from taking off. They need an IT system like we have at our airport that it's so secure it sends your luggage to a different country to you just to be safe. Well, to be fair, I don't know if my laptop's got a computer virus because it's in the Seychelles. And in the UK, it struck an advertising firm. Elsewhere, other people can't fly and get to money. We can't get more adverts to try and sell us stuff we don't need. I suppose we shouldn't complain. But last time, we were badly hit. Some of our medical records became inaccessible. We effectively became self-assessment on our health. Uh, well, Doctor, I'd say I'm in great shape. My BMI is probably spot on. And if Donald Trump asks, I'm a solid nine. So what can be done to find out more? I'm joined by an IT expert. Hello. Hello, Steve. How are people still getting infected? It could be as simple as clicking on the wrong link in an email. Who'd be that much of a fool to be tricked by an email? That's why I don't need antivirus software. It can be expensive if your computer is infected. Not going to happen. Besides, I can afford it. I won a Nigerian lottery and I've sent them my bank details, so I'll get that money any day now. Oh, dear. Political news now. A town in Kentucky has elected a dog to be its mayor. Mayor? Yeah, you know, like Boris Johnson used to be. Mayor. 
shaggy-haired, cuddly, sometimes panting. Yeah, I know who Boris Johnson is. I think this might work over here, because it seems successful. The dog in question has been voted in as mayor for a fourth term. We haven't seen a government win four elections in a row since the 90s. It's a pit bull known for its muscles and wide stance, so it's a leader that is actually strong and stable. Okay, there is a problem. The dog is owned by Geordie Bamforth. And it's not ideal to have a leader who's owned by someone, although I'm sure they won't be mentioning that in the Murdoch press. The dog is called Brynneth Paltro, sorry, Mayor Brynneth Paltro, and she saw off competition from a cat, a chicken, and a donkey. Although no word on if she beat any rats in this election, which is something you would have to do in politics over here. You could see it now. A dog in number 10, a cat as the leader of the opposition. Prime Minister's questions could be interesting. Order, order. <laughs> still makes more sense than the way we do it over here. The animal election started in the late 90s as a fundraiser to help repair the town's general store, but Brynneth is in power and hasn't had to enter into a coalition-type deal costing her £1 billion, so the more you look at it, the more this is kind of working out for them. So this could be a great... I, oh, no, wait a minute, sorry, I just noticed. It says here, the dog once went for walkies through a field of wheat. No, with behaviour like that, it'd never get a majority over here. What would you do if you won £150,000? For legal reasons, I should point out I'm not going to make that happen. If I could get my hands on that much cash, you'd be listening to an empty chair. But you probably just said, holiday, pay off the mortgage, new car. I better know what you didn't just say. You probably wouldn't buy this. Letters from Albert Einstein to a friend about his marriage breakup are expected to fetch £150,000 at auction. Don't get me wrong, Albert Einstein was a great man. He was so clever, his surname is now used to describe someone who is clever. Get him, he's a right Einstein. In the same way, we use the name of Dr. Samuel Brainiac. But he was a genius at physics. But why would anyone want Einstein's letters about his love life? When it came to marriages, he was no Einstein. The letters show his first marriage to Meliva Marek was miserable. But I suppose it's all relative. He should know. Theory of relativity, right? They divorced in 1919, and he soon married Elsa, but cheated on her with his secretary, Betty Neumann. And while he was seeing both of those, the letters say he was seeing six other women. That must take a lot of organising, which must be hard when you can't even let your secretary do some of the planning for you. So that's eight women. How did he find the time? You'll find the time only relative to the speed of light. No wonder he's a fast mover. He also had a fling with a Russian spy called Margarita. That's totally okay to spend time with Russian spies. Fake news. But the main reason I wouldn't want to take the advice from Einstein is that his second wife, the one he cheated on, Elsa, she was his cousin. You see, Einstein, not everything should be relative. Why not follow on Twitter at Mr. Stephen Allen? You could subscribe to the podcast as well. You do that by searching for Steve and Allen's Week in your podcast app.